Welcome to Callback Podcast number 10. We've made it to 10, folks. Who would have thunk it? Anyway, uh, our guest on this show was Craig Kakowski. Craig is a uh, gifted improviser. He's an accomplished actor. You've seen him on a bunch of stuff. He's, uh, he's, he's been on Community. He's a regular on Community. He's, uh, what was great is he stopped by Edgar's. He came out to uh, do the podcast. And his show, his new show, Trust Us With Your Life, was actually on television when he walked in the door, which was great because uh, that was kind of a... One of those moments you have where it's like, oh, this is really awesome, you know, and uh, we got to speak with him about not only that show, but the shows he's been on, the shows he's going to do, things he's got going on in his life. He was a lot of fun, shared a lot of stories with us. We really had a great time. Uh, also, if, um, uh, if you haven't done so, please go to Facebook. Like us on Facebook. Go to callbackpodcast.com. You can get all the links there. To uh, You can uh, download us on iTunes. Please subscribe on iTunes. We need more subscribers. And uh, also, if you want to reach out to us, where uh, you can email us, callbackpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, if you want to tweet us, uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, we're at callbackpodcast. So with that out of the way, let's get going. Callback Podcast number 10. Hey, uh, welcome to the, welcome to the podcast number ten. This is our tenth show, right? Number ten is it right? It's our tenth anniversary. Tenth? Am I wow. right? Yeah, it's almost. This 11. is number ten. Yes. Oh, cool. Well, uh, our guest today is uh, Craig Kakowski. Craig, welcome. Hey, thanks, guys. I'm honored to be the tenth guest. Yeah, well, we made it to ten. We couldn't. <laughs> hard to believe we did. We were able to do that. Um, Craig and I know each other from Chicago. Craig was a uh, improv guy. He worked at Second City. And, and you were a stand-up guy. I was a stand-up guy. I, never I the twain <laughs> shall meet. I'm a, I like to think that I'm always a stand-up guy. You know? um, You're also a stand-up guy. Yeah, well, I didn't need a group to be funny. Um, <laughs> we need an occupation. No shit. Uh, <laughs> I love when stand-ups and improv guys would go at it at Burton Place. They would just be like, hey, uh, you know, hey, freeze, you know, or do something. You know? And they're like, oh, you know, what's the difference between, you know, they'd just be yelling barbs back and forth. Um, but uh, we know each other from the Chicago scene. Uh, I actually don't know how we met. I somehow maybe Heather Winna was a connection. I'm not exactly sure. I know that there was like, maybe a Ben Burton place, but I think I met you prior to that. Maybe through Heather, uh, who used to be the. We manager. didn't meet through Christina. We might have met through Christina, but I think I knew you before Christina. Okay. I think I actually, Chris, uh, uh, Craig used to date this girl named Christina, who was a friend of mine. I think I actually helped you guys go out. I think I was kind of like instrumental in that, actually. That may have been. There were a lot of times at the bar back in those oh days that were blurry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there were a lot of late nights at the uh, Old Town Ale House. Oh, that's right. You which know, that had a uh, 4 a.m. last call. Yeah, there was this little pocket of this area of Chicago. Um, Aaron, I don't know if you remember when you lived in Chicago, but there was like North and Wells right there. And oh, yeah. It's kind of near the Zanies. And so it was the only place you could really go late at night if you're a performer and kind of, you know, meet up after shows, say you were performing out of town or whatever, and you just like, oh, I can make the, it's 4 a.m. bar, you know, 5 o'clock on, on Saturdays. Yeah. yeah. And on the day, I always used to love the day on Daylight Savings Time, uh, when you get that extra hour, and it'd actually be open till six, technically. In the oh. oh, yeah, it was awful. Now living in California, I'm I'm stoked that the bar closes at two. Like, I don't have <laughs> yeah. to try and stay up until five <laughs> yeah, exactly. drinking, and I don't feel like a pussy when when I leave the five a.m. bar at two thirty. Like I'm out. Oh, you're a pussy! You don't stay out till five. Come on. Well, what's so weird about living out here is uh, 
people don't drink as much. I don't think. I don't know if you found this. Nor should they. Well, you're driving everywhere. You're driving everywhere. That's the reason. Yeah, because you drive everywhere, and it is. uh, It is. Um, it's dangerous, a and uh, but yeah, it's and I have I have no B. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it. Uh, I did find that this is the only place where you could have a party where it's like oh free liquor and uh, free free food and uh, and you'd still have food and liquor left over. Yeah, you know because nobody eats or drinks out here. <laughs> and in Chicago, if that was the case. It'd be gone in an hour. It'd be all gone in an hour. People would have yeah. killed each other trying to get to the bar. It would have been like it would have been a mayhem and. Um, uh, right now, just uh, for the people out there in podcast land, we're actually watching Craig's show that uh, he was on three nights ago. Trust us with your life. Trust. Yeah, it's on Tuesdays on ABC. Tuesdays, so, ABC, yeah. everybody. This is going up probably within about ten days. So this will be so. So the 156 people that have subscribed will uh, <laughs> hopefully um, tune into your show. And uh, you guys can help the show not get many? canceled. Then we're up to that. I don't know how. I know we have 156 likes. Right okay. on Facebook. I don't know if we have uh, 156. Something like that. Uh, we have 500 and how many downloads? Really? Yeah, something like that. So wow. 512. 500. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's from zero to something. Yeah. You know what's really great about this is I. You just told me the other day you've never even promoted the show on anything, right? I did. I put it on my Facebook. Oh, you did. And finally, I told, I told my coworkers about it. Uh, Aaron is, you know, Aaron's the uh, front of the house guy for Flog and Molly. So and tour manager. Tour man- Pardon me. I thought front of the house sounds cooler, you know, makes him sound... Actually, I thought it sounds worse. I thought tour manager sounds more awesome. Like, you're in charge. You're like a boss. Yeah, I'm a boss. Yeah, Yeah, in the world of bands, what does front of the house mean? Sound guy. Oh, okay. (laughs) He was responsible for podcast number one, even though uh, he's the sound guy for... No, I'm just kidding. Did you hear that one? Steve Albini was our our guest on the uh, first one, and he just took uh, a lot of time just... Shitting all over us for uh, for how Skype sounded, <laughs> but you know we can't. There's no analog version of Skype. Sorry, Steve. Uh, so he said that there were too many cocks in John's mouth. He couldn't understand what he was saying. And you know, I say I say there can never be too many cocks in my mouth. So Steve Albini got down on somebody for having a lot of fuzz and uh, feedback in their uh, <laughs> yeah in their audio track. Very too raw, yeah. not not produced yeah. enough. When, when <laughs> raw. Yeah, not produced a, you know, yeah, actually, you know, it's, it's the first time Steve's actually shit on somebody for bearing a vocal, you know? <laughs> I used to do a joke, I did a joke one time, I opened for uh, Robbie Folks, or, or I hosted his, uh, his uh, birthday, and I told, I told everybody that uh, I was going to have Steve record my comedy album, but I knew he'd just bury the vocals. <laughs> but he'd, he'd, bring up all the, he'd bring up all the drums, so I'd hear his rim shots. <laughs> but, um... Anyway, so Steve, or uh, no, let's talk about Steve some more. Uh, so Craig, <laughs> so Craig, um, it's been it's been a long time since we've seen each other—at least ten years, right? Or no, no, which how is long? Because you're not even looking at each other right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm watching them on TV. <laughs> so, so uh, you. I like to avoid looking at Nevada yeah, as much so, as possible. You know, it's for probably this. a good thing. You'll turn to stone. I'm like Medusa. Um, I don't even know how long you've been out here. I've only been out here about a year and a no two years. I just celebrated two years a little while ago. Wow. So okay. Yeah. Um, but it is weird um, how you could live in the same city here and not see friends or, or connect with people. Uh, originally, I came out. I was uh, living with the guy that was managing me, who also managed Flog and Molly, and so it was that world for a long time. Yeah. And then it's just you know your circles just. I'm just now. Like hooking up with a lot of my stand-up friends. In fact, I'm doing it. I'm doing it through the podcast. Yeah. That's usually how we're catching up on stuff. It's, like, it's the only time I can actually nail somebody down for an inter- for a, for a conversation. But uh, 
But in, in Chicago, you'd run into people oh, all every, the time. Everywhere. And even in Manhattan, as big as that is, uh, whenever I visit New York, I always run into somebody I know. But L.A. is so scattered and humongous, and everybody lives in their own little pocket, and it's hard to get them out of that pocket. Have you? Uh, did you spend any time in New York? Or you, did you live there for a while? Or? Never lived in New York. So you went from Chicago to... You, yeah. you're a Chicago native. I'm a Virginian native. Oh, really? Wow. But, uh, but you think uh, from the name Kikowski yeah, yeah, and exactly. from my roots in Chicago comedy that I'd be a native. But a lot of people thought that. But also, I also had two sisters that also lived in Chicago. Right, so that's I, why I completely understand the confusion. Uh, Kikowski, I love that because you know one of the rules of comedy is the hard K sounds. You've got four of them, right? Craig, Craig Kikowski. Kikowski. There yeah. you go. It's like it's like a no brainer. There you go. Um, it's just a funny name. It's fun to say. <laughs> it is Craig Kikowski. I was telling other people the other day that. Uh, um, People automatically just start calling me by my last name, Novotny, all the time. It's just one of those names, you know. And Kakowski, same way. It's just I'm sure you were always like, you know, hey Kakowski, Kakowski. It just sounds all kind of tough, and you know, Kakowski, come over here, Kakowski. Yeah, give me, a, give, me <laughs> give me another blowjob. What? Wait a minute, who did that? Why would somebody? Jesus, who are you blowing, Craig? At the fucking thing? Why? What are you doing at the? At the bus station, blowing people at the. Why? why I'm, I'm doing my own improv. <laughs> what am I watching on television? What is this? Well, what this is is a sideways scene. So they're lying on oh, the floor. Okay. They're lying on the floor and they're being shot by a camera uh, that's above them. So it looks like they're standing up. Oh, this is a mainstay of trust us with your life. But I'm not in this game because I'm not funny physically the way that these guys are. <laughs> you get on the floor, people are like, oh my God, is he okay? <laughs> you're like. You're like um, did uh, okay? I, w- I want to. I don't want to jump to the show right uh, too quickly. But um, are you on any of the future episodes? So you were on. It, they don't have the same people on every episode. Yeah, there's a different celebrity guest on each episode. We shot eight of them, and I'm in two. So this is the one with the uh, Osbournes, Jack and Kelly Osborne, and then I'm on one with Florence Henderson, which is in two weeks. You know what? Um, you asked that, right? You said, "Is that the wife of the Brady Bunch?" The did I when you were at the gym? Yeah, we were at the gym. Oh. We saw the show. Um, it's so funny because we're watching it again with no sound, which is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, yeah, Florence Henderson um, was on the pro- uh, promo, and I was like, I don't know, maybe I don't know. <laughs> so, did you? Uh, your when is that one going up? And you said, I think that airs. Uh, t- Two weeks from whatever last Tuesday was. <laughs> Do you have copies of them already? Do they come to you? Or? No, they didn't send me anything. So you don't know what you're going to see? What? No, no idea. Because we shot like two hours of improv for each half-hour episode. So whatever makes the cut, I have no idea. And we also shot this nine months ago in London. Wow. So I have no memories of anything I said or did. No, it's the hopes that it's going to be... Because um, Whose Line ran forever. And this is uh, similar to Whose Line is anyway. It's got Wayne Brady, Colin Mockery, and then the other third gentleman... That was Jonathan Mangum is uh, Wayne Brady's comedy partner. They tour the world doing improv together, and they're also on Let's Make a Deal together. He's the announcer on Let's Make a Deal. Oh, okay. And, uh, is that still on? It is. Wow. I... In the mornings, every morning, with Wayne Brady hosting. Wow. It's like either right before or right after Price is Right. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah. You got to get up early to watch some Let's Make a Deal. <laughs> to, to, to get your Wayne Brady fix. And uh, <laughs> Greg Proops is on some other episodes. I know Brad Greg. Sherwood. Uh, Josie Lawrence, who's from the original British uh, Who's Line cast. And- oh, from Blossom? Oh, that's Joy Lawrence. <laughs> whoa! Whoa! <laughs> well, that's pretty much his improv is limited to just like, saying whoa. whoa, whoa a lot. Uh, and Nicole Parker, who was on Mad TV, and she's a friend of mine from the uh, Chicago improv scene. I don't know Nicole. 
Uh, so the, the Wayne, Colin, and Jonathan are in every episode, and then the rest of us kind of rotate through that fourth slot. Uh, so, yeah, the one with Florence Henderson will be the other one that I'm in. So is the hope that it's going to be picked up as a regular series? Is yeah, you know, it's, Whose Line started as a summer replacement as well. That was right uh, before the writer's strike too, though, right? right? I think so, yeah. And it's super cheap to make. It's right. probably one of the cheaper shows on TV because <laughs> I've seen my paycheck. Because you have a shitty know? agent. <laughs> <laughs> and there's also a uh, dirty little secret. There's no residuals. No, really? Oh, because, because it's, it's under a game show contract. Oh. So all those guys who've done Who's Line for years and years, they run it ad infinitum on ABC Family. They just stopped running it, I heard, um, yeah. in reruns. But yeah, those guys never made in, any money on the on They the made the end. money from the initial uh, session fee, but then they do tons of them. So, you know, the, the pay is good for the one what about the hosts, like Drew Carey and uh, the British guy? They probably get residuals because they're a host. You don't sit down with Drew Carey and open up the books? And talk to I don't know, them. yeah. <laughs> See what's going on. You should do a future episode that's just looking extensively into Drew Carey's finances. Yes. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's just a whole financial a lot of wire transfers <laughs> to an offshore account. Um, like I'd really like to talk about my career in comedy. Of like, nope, just uh, just want to open your books. Yeah, and- just want to kind of take a look at the 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 uh, uh, liabilities versus assets. <laughs> so, um, we were in Chicago. You were doing uh, improv at uh, Second City. Did you start at Second City? Did you start at? I started at uh, I O or Improv Olympic or Improv Olympia, as it was known at the time. Didn't they have to change the name? Or Yeah, this was uh, one of the many disputes that Sharna Halper and the founder of IO had with the U.S. Olympic Committee. And uh, I think that's a, eventually why it came to be known as IO, because uh, they had a couple of cease and desist. So at the time that I moved there in 92, it was known as Improv Olympia. Oh, really? Yeah, they, um, they, I'd heard that that Olympic Committee is unbelievably tenacious when it comes to shutting people down. Olympic cafes all over yeah. the country got shut down and had to change. Like, they're really, like, you, you use the word Olympic in anything, and it, you're kind of fucked. <laughs> this but, is the danger that people doing comedy in a shitty bar uh, upstairs in Chicago wearing, yeah. <laughs> like, flannel and torn jeans might be confused with the grandeur <laughs> of the quadrennial Olympic Games. <laughs> you know, people might wonder and expecting that uh, it was part of the Olympic Games for some reason. Wait, so why, why did you start taking improv class? Uh, I started actually in uh, college in Virginia. I went to the College of William and Mary, uh, second oldest college in the nation, and they had an improv group there. Uh, so that's where I first started doing it. So I did for like two years in college. So I moved to Chicago uh, actually thinking that I would be like a legitimate theater actor because I was a theater major and I did a lot of serious plays and Shakespeare and stuff like that. But I was also like, yeah, and then, you know, I might do some of that comedy too. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. And then I actually moved to uh, Clark and Belmont was my first apartment. I lived with a guy who was from my college improv troupe. And uh, I happened to be like three blocks away from where I.O. was at the time uh, at uh, Clark and Addison. And so I ended up taking classes with them. So I didn't know who Del Close was when I moved to uh, Chicago. And I didn't necessarily think that I'd be doing improv full time. But that's kind of what I fell into. So you started doing classes at I.O. with your buddy? You both do it together? Yeah, or? he actually auditioned for Second City uh, shortly. <laughs> I'm, I'm on TV holding a microphone uh, at the same moment that I'm 
on your couch holding a microphone. This is great. It's like a really weird. commentary that no one will ever <laughs> be able to use. Um, uh, so, yeah, my buddy auditioned for Second City classes shortly after he got there. Did not get in, which apparently is pretty normal to not get in your first time you audition for classes. He gave up on it forever, and he ended up moving out of Chicago like six months after we moved there. Oh, Jesus. Uh, so I, there was no audition for I.O., uh, which seemed less daunting. And he didn't follow suit with you? He didn't? Wow. No. So you started working at I.O., and we, is, was it like Second City where it becomes a job, or is it always kind of a... No, there was no, there was no pay and still is no pay uh, for improvising at I.O. You know, it's... Uh, Sharna is the the lady who runs it, and it's basically you know just to get people to take more classes. <laughs> and uh, it's like Amway, yeah, it's a little like Amway. It's a uh, what can I do when I graduate? You can teach the classes. <laughs> I always describe improv as being a benign cult, you know, which it, it really is. Uh, it's a cult that actually can help you with your life. You know, you get uh, you get funnier, you get better at uh, talking to people, there you or go. whatever. But it's uh, but it's a cult. And it was a cult based around Dell, who was the main teacher there. Dell Close. Uh, and so the idea is to uh, take classes and, and get to Dell's class and stay there as long as you can. And she would put more and more people on improv teams in order to get more and more people to come to shows because you'd invite your friends oh, and family. Oh, it's a bringer, a bringer show. It's, yeah, it's yeah. a bringer thing. Uh, but at the time, some of the people who were performing there were like uh, Adam McKay, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, Matt Besser, Ian Roberts. Oh, I used to go see a lot of those shows. Were, yeah. they all, were you doing the Herald at the time? Or? We were doing Heralds, yeah. Herald is a, lo- a piece of long-form improv where, um, I don't know, you're probably better at explaining than They take one, if, if I'm correct, they take one topic and then they use it throughout 30 minutes or whatever. Yeah, you do, usually do like a half-hour long-form piece off of one suggestion. So like themes come back and scenes come back within it some people can do it more rigidly where it's like the same scenes that keep coming back in the same order other people do it as more of kind of like a a flight of fancy where you get one suggestion just kind of go with no set structure to it did you stay with the same group how does that work when you guys because sometimes i think like you get stuck with the same like if there's a week yeah like oh Oh, shit i'm there forever with this i was on like eight different teams in that first year oh okay so i kept the same people just kept getting shuffled around to different teams and new combinations uh, and I was definitely on some of the shittier teams. The main team was the family, which was McKay, Miles Stroth, Ali Farinakian, Neil Flynn, uh, Matt Neil Besser, Flynn, and Ian the, Roberts. The, the guy from the Scrubs? The, uh, and the, janitor the janitor from, from Scrubs, Scrubs, and he's on the middle now. The middle, yeah. yeah. He actually was on a couple teams with me, but then uh, he was clearly better yeah, he than everybody else. He looked familiar to me the first time I saw him. I thought, you know, I never even made the connection. He might have been an improv guy. Oh, yeah, and he did Second City, too, so oh, I'm like, sure I you saw him at Second that's City. where I saw him. Yeah. So you're, you're working on these teams. How does it work, then? Do you go from... Like, do you start, oh, we're going to do it. You know how everyone's like, oh, we're going to start our own show or we're going to do our own thing. Because there would be these, you'd rent out like a, like a theater and, you know, there'd be another improv show somewhere. But it would be like, oh, you got to see this specific team, which is, and then you find out that they all started at I.O. together, went off and tried to become their own thing. All, yeah. A la UCB or whatever. Yeah, well, the UCB guys were kind of beginning to do their own thing at the time. Uh, like Horatio Sands and Adam McKay were also in it with those guys who eventually became the uh, the main stage of uh, UCB. Uh, but they were just doing their own comedy shows, sketch shows, uh, and just you know shitty little bars 
uh, you know, IO did not have a permanent space at the time, right. uh, and we rented space at the Wrigley side uh, upstairs on nights where bands weren't there. Oh Jesus! Uh, <laughs> it was a two drink minimum, <laughs> and yeah, it was it was rough, you know. And so I was with. It would always be a ragtag group of people. There'd be like one dude in his fifties who had done improv, you know, with Dell in the sixties. Oh, wow. uh, there'd be a couple of housewives. There'd be, <laughs> you know, dudes like me who were in their early twenties and just graduated college and wanted to do comedy. There, you know, there'd always be like a Chicago South Side guy. Yeah. You know, who's like my friends tell me I'm funny. You know, <laughs> um, so there, you know, there were these couple of jagoffs. They told me to come up here and do some comedy. Yeah. Uh, there were all these archetypes that were on every team, but there were only a few people that actually, you know, were going to go with it all the way, I think. So, yeah, I didn't find a lot of kind of self-starters, motivated people that, you know, really wanted to work at it. Did you ever, were you ever in any of Dell's cl classes? Oh, yeah, yeah. I took class with Dell for about a year. Wow. Okay. And yeah, he, you know, was in his probably mid 60s at the time. He died in 99, so I think uh Is his skull really the one used in the no. the Shakespeare no. thing? <laughs> that was in his will. Okay. Uh that his skull would be used in productions of Hamlet as Yorick. Yeah. Uh <laughs> And uh, they weren't able to. I guess it's really hard to just Do get, that. get yeah. somebody's skull, <laughs> you know, because you got to use acid to burn all the uh, flesh and, uh, <laughs> and everything off. Right, but um, of all people, like, he's the guy that probably could have pulled it off. Yeah, you know? like, uh, but I believe his body was cremated, and they got an you know, another skull, which they said was Dell's. And I think Sharna and the guy who was the head of the Goodman Theater were in on it. Uh, but I think the the fraud was exposed a few years uh, after that, which well, is too bad. But said made in China on the jawline. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Many clues to indicate it was not Dell. Um, I think all, I think one of the telling points was that the uh, skull had all its teeth. And yeah. I think <laughs> Dell, Dell had dentures and yeah. had lost all his teeth years before. Um, but in spirit, it's Dell's skull. Yeah, exactly. So. Uh, When you come out of this, this situation, are you growing in, as far as strength goes? Like you're like, I can do this. This is like going to be a job for me. This is I'm going to give up on regular traditional acting and and I'm or like you know what I mean, like drama, like comedy is where my focus is going to be. Well, definitely, I drank the Kool Aid. Like uh, I was in it. Like I was uh, studying, going to rehearsals or going to shows like seven nights a week. You know, uh, I, I was trying to immerse myself in it as much as possible. Adam McKay and uh, Ian Roberts were my first coaches, so I was getting really good instruction. And then Matt Besser was my coach for about two years after that. Uh, and eventually I fell in with uh, a good group of people. Uh, we were on a team called Mr. Blonde, uh, named after uh, Reservoir Dogs. All right, all right. Uh, and that team lasted for a couple years, and that was uh, Rich Tallarico, who I played with at uh, Second City. Tina Fey was on that team for a while. Uh, Laura Kraft, who's a uh, longtime comedy writer, good friend of mine. Tallarico, is he? You're still doing a show with him now? Yeah, I still do a show with Tallarico. I've been improvising with him for about 20 years. Is he on now. Key and Peele? Is he doing something? He writes for Key and Peele now. That's great. Um, That's uh, how do you pronounce this? Dasariski. 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 Yeah, it's Bob Dassey, Rich Tallarico, and myself. So we took three letters from each of our names and created a name that nobody can spell or pronounce. So that's <laughs> yeah, but I bet you the I bet you the Google I'm getting I feel lucky, you know, <laughs> response. They uh, yeah, we'll usually get it. 
<laughs> if so, you're feeling lucky, and, if you put anything close to Dasarisky, that's what will come up. So you 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 do these classes. You're 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 starting to to to. You're doing seven nights a week, so you're becoming like you're becoming knowledgeable. You're starting to get the skills. At what point do you say? So I thought you went through the training over at, at Second City. You I did, never, right? I never studied at Second City actually. So you, most of my friends did, right. and I would go to see their level five shows, and I'd be like, "Oh, this is horrible. I don't want to <laughs> do this," you know, uh, because you know the level five show is it's the culmination of the program there, and there's usually like two or three really good people in it, and like twelve horrific people, yeah, know, yeah. Oh, that yeah. should never see the light of day again, and so uh, it just looked, it didn't look fun. Uh, and so I just kind of like stayed at IO, and that I would audition for Second City once a year. They would I'm have surprised they would even allow auditions. that because they seem like you know they would always in, like it seems like they had such a niche thing going that they would just only promote from within. But that's that's great that they would allow outside. It was kind of changing at the time. Uh, there was an audition, uh, I think, like '93, and it was like. A lot of guys who would end up going on to SNL, like Dave Koechner and Adam McKay, and uh, and all those guys went to the Second City audition. They ended up hiring two guys who were both waiters at the time for oh, wow. Second City, and uh, and turned away all these guys that would become you know big comedy names. Well, John later. Favreau worked at Second City, I think, right? As yeah, a- Favreau was a host yeah. uh, at the time. He was more of an IO guy, but he really wanted to get into Second City. And at the time, the uh, main audition was this thing. Called called three through the door and you'd go and you'd do three characters and there'd be one person who'd be the straight man and be like hi can i help you oh yes i'm here to whatever stupid character you'd already pre-written um how you doing ma'am i'm a cowboy or like whatever for some reason for years that had been the audition to see like what people's characters were uh and what was your? Did you do a three through the door? Oh, I I don't even remember what the fuck I did. <laughs> uh, I know I did not do what you know what everybody else did, which was like pre-write your characters. Oh, I yeah. literally was like, no, I want to stay in the moment and just see you know how inspiration strikes me. Oh uh, my god, that's a little scary because you know it's it's at that point if they're looking for three through the door, you know, at the moment that you come out there, you are you with. Other people on stage? Yeah, you're with people, but uh, they're not necessarily people you know or have ever worked with before. So because you can't just trust like, them to like. No, there's no trust do. there, and it's just like people just stabbing each other <laughs> uh, in the back to try to get into second. They're city. like, can you please go out back out the door and see if yeah. uh, I think you left your car, your cars running outside. <laughs> no, I just got it. I just got in here, man. <laughs> it's, like- it's a lot of just blatant denial of uh, of anything, which is the opposite of improv. So I, I definitely did not get in the year that I had to do three through the door, but. Uh, apparently Favreau had auditioned for Second City like 10 times and they had never cast him and he had gotten Rudy which is his first big thing he was cast in Rudy and I think he went then for uh, the Second City auditions and just tanked them on purpose and was like fuck you guys yeah he apparently had a real I don't need you he was really upset about that from what I've seen and heard in interviews and stuff that it really Mm. kind of messed him up a little bit you know yeah he's he's doing okay though I I I wouldn't worry about him you should have him on to talk about his finances yeah we should have (laughs) John, I I think you spent way too much on uh, state taxes last year. (laughs) You didn't deduct enough. (laughs) Your Schedule C looks awful. We could easily revamp this whole thing. So I don't you, know if you want to rethink the concept of this podcast, but yeah. they, you guys seem very financially savvy. I think. <laughs> can you imagine? It's like I thought this was a financial show. When I was we, like, we said people knocking on the door. Can you balance my checkbook? <laughs> <laughs> you, 
Um, oh, look at there's your mayor right there, Mayor Rahm Emanuel on TV over at uh, Chicago. Yeah, mayor. he was going off on Mitt Romney, I guess. Oh well, that's that's he should. Um, <laughs> so you uh, you you um, you do you audition? What did you get in on the second time that you auditioned? Them? I got in on the third time, third I time? think. Another thing, you know, I never went to see Second City shows because I was so I.O. And, like, to me, of, like, oh, those guys were are professionals and it's, you know, they wear suits there. Like, that's all I knew. Of Like, I knew I wanted to get into it because, you know, it was, like, the stepping stone to a career and they actually paid you. Uh, but I didn't actually go to see shows to, like, investigate what it was like or anything and, like, get involved in the culture there. Um, so I know my second audition, I showed up wearing like a ridiculous, like zoot suit, like, uh, like a three piece suit with like double breasted. And I must've looked so uncomfortable cause I never <laughs> dressed up for any occasion. But for some reason, my parents had bought me this suit and I'm like, well, one thing I know about second city is they're classy and they wear suits. Uh, and I, th- I, everybody there, uh, later friends I knew that were in the room that were directors there were like, you looked ridiculous in that, <laughs> in that fucking suit suit. Um, so I did not get in that time. The time I finally got in, I was wearing like jeans. I showed up late. Like I took the bus there oh, no. uh, and, uh, you know, showed up like 15 minutes late for my call time. And so I was like, at that point I was over it. Uh, I was relaxed. I didn't care so yeah, much. Yeah. And, uh, and that's probably why I got in because I looked like, I was you weren't desperate. Yeah, you wasn't like, desperate. Yeah, yeah. You were interviewing them at that point. You know? Yeah. So that must, but but in all reality, that had to have changed a lot of things for you at that moment, right? It did. I think that was the first time I was able to like call my parents in Virginia and say, of like, hey, I think I, I I'm actually, on the right track. I'm on the right track. I'm going to be an actor. Uh, that was '95, I think, when I got hired for the uh, touring company. Uh, and that's the only thing they hire for is understudying the touring company. Right. So that's in and of itself does not mean you're going to work right away. Like you might wait around a couple of years before they even start using you regularly. And uh, at the time, I was a waiter and a bartender. Uh, I worked for DB Kaplan's Deli. Do you oh, remember wow, that yeah. at Water Tower Place? Yeah, yeah absolutely. They had yeah. about 148 sandwiches, all named after celebrities, right? <laughs> yeah. I always thought the Danny Thomas sandwich should be a glass plate with two sausages on them. And for those who don't know the story about Danny Thomas, <laughs> who's Danny Thomas? About? I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> he used to have hookers. Uh, he would squat under a, a coffee table like this one in front of me right here, which has a glass uh, a glass cover. He'd have hookers um, squat over it. He'd lay under it and they'd take a shit while he while he'd be under. It. Or he did it with um cellophane too i guess he was really into thanks hook, john i can sh- never use this coffee table ever again <laughs> <laughs> well this isn't necessarily one of danny yeah, thomas's yeah, former really. coffee tables but um i bought this at a celebrity auction <laughs> <laughs> the danny thomas's estate sale <laughs> not a lot of buyers at the danny <laughs> thomas estate sale you're like like, why is this coffee table so cheap? Nobody's bidding on this. This is great. <laughs> this is a valuable vintage coffee table. Again, starting at one hundred dollars. And everyone's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and Edgar's like, hundred dollars, come on. This is nobody's gonna bid on this. No, like the yeah, Christmas yeah. prices. Yeah, kid, go ahead. Uh just a lot of Windex would be would <laughs> be important the whole there. Case of Windex. Uh, yeah, you could name a sandwich after Danny Thomas, but uh, I don't know if that would be one of the more appetizing things on the menu. Two sausages on a glass plate. No, thank you. Um, so, 
So, so anyway, I, quit. Quit. I, I, get to, I was able to finally quit my uh, waiting tables job. So when the touring company, uh, there's three, usually three touring run concurrently, right? Three. Yeah, companies. there's a green co, red co, and blue co, and you they send them out to different parts of the country. Uh, and you're in a just a shitty van with seven other people, all year round, or how does it work? Uh, you know, it. I think now they work a lot more than I did. Uh, I remember going to Iowa, Indiana, and Michigan a lot. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know? So you'd go to the states that are kind of around Chicago. Oh, so you'd make it back home for like the... You'd make you it know. back home. Like you'd go out for a little short period. You'd hit a few colleges. Uh, you'd do a corporate gig, and then you'd be back. So uh, it was not a living wage at the time. I think the touring companies now, they, they do USO tours. So oh, wow. They go to the Middle East and stuff like that. They go to... Hawaii and Alaska, like the I did get to go to uh, Vienna, Austria for oh, a that's week, cool, and that was by far the best gig I had. And after that, it was like a week in Kansas City. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, a big drop off between Vienna and uh, Kansas City. Um, did you ever do comedy outside of besides Vienna, outside of the U.S.? No, just the, just the London thing. What you yeah, just the sure. London thing that I recently did. Oh wow! So because um, I know that there was what is Boom Chicago? Is that oh Boom Chicago is in Amsterdam? My sister did that for a while. A lot of uh... I've been to that twice. Oh really? Yeah, Boom what? Chicago is a great show, and it's dudes from uh, Evanston, Illinois. Yeah, which is where I went to school at Northwestern. Oh really? So, uh, I was all excited about going to that show. Yeah, Andrew Moskos and uh, John Rosenfeld were guys who were at I.O. at the same time as me in the early 90s. And uh, I remember when they went and founded it, I, I was asked to do it the first couple of years, and I was just afraid to leave the country. <laughs> like oh, wow. It sounded too intimidating to me. And I think they had to do a lot of kind of legwork the first couple of years. It was a lot of just like flyering tourists nonstop. So I, I didn't do it. But now of like they make good money and... They've got their own theater. They've got a full kitchen and bar. Wow, uh, they're huge there. Wow. So yeah, your your sister did she start after you doing comedy? Yeah, I have uh, I have two younger sisters. One of whom is not in comedy at all, and the other is uh, Liz, everywhere. <laughs> uh, Liz Kikowski. She's eight years younger than me, so she kind of followed me at Second City. Yeah. Uh, she did Boom Chicago for a while. She went to Northwestern, and uh, and she got hired for SNL as a writer about. A month into being on the main stage at Second City. Yeah, so. you know, it's really weird because I went to both of your last shows at Second City. Uh-huh. And I remember thinking, it's Liz's last show already. Like, it was like, <laughs> like what? <laughs> and um, yeah. she was going off to SNL. And, and yeah, she's had kind of a charmed uh, yeah, career. Well, well um, you were there that night, right? On her last yeah. show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She took time to thank you and, and As let she everyone should. know. And let everyone know that you were the one that was responsible for this. Um, you uh, let's get back to you, <laughs> yes. sister, uh, and all her success. If you if you don't know, she she uh, she was in uh, the one of the famous things that people know her from is uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall. She was the uh, she was Bill, she was Bill Hader's, Hader's wife, wife, and yeah, and they did the the whole like, no, I need you. You're up in the in the scene in the in the screen. No, go down a little. No, and it makes it look like she's giving him a blowjob at the time. You know, it's like that visual. And um, but. Uh, uh, she'd also been again Kikowski and blowjobs. Yeah, it's, it's synonymous. <laughs> synonymous with our name. <laughs> I've investigated what Kikowski actually means. Yeah, I was going to say. Let's, let's look at the Adam. Uh, yeah, let's break that down. And, um, so you you uh, you work at Second City. Are you starting to get now? People do people. 
you're obviously getting people noticing you for like commercials, things like that, right? Is that because people come to Chicago for Second City? Yeah, I think uh, you know I was pretty naive with that stuff because it took me a while to get an agent in Chicago. Well, you just like didn't give a shit, did you? Yeah, <laughs> I, <laughs> like so blasé. Uh, well. <laughs> I've I've always been under the mistaken impression that show business works like you go they'll out you do you. you do great work and they'll find you, <laughs> you know? uh, so I always did very little self promoting you know That's awesome uh, I think it, it was literally like me being in Turco for like uh, a couple years and one of my castmates was like who's your agent uh, I don't have one why why do you not have an agent <laughs> you know you should be going out for uh, commercials and stuff so uh, I think I. I finally did after a while and i did uh do a fair amount of commercials and voiceovers right. uh, especially in chicago voiceovers vo- voice see that's the problem that's how, yeah, that's i can't how. fucking say words <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> voiceovers uh have been a lot tougher to break into in la i think really? uh, but in chicago i was working it's all a the time huge market that. in chicago yeah there are guys who i mean dave pasquese Right. Uh, was the McDonald's guy for years, and he's still based in Chicago because he doesn't need to leave Chicago. Robbie Folks' wife is the J- the voice of J.C. Penney, and she's been forever. And yeah, yeah. Donna Folks. Donna Folks. Uh, she was with the same agent as me in Chicago, Linda oh, okay. Jack. Yeah. Um, well, and I heard the reason why voiceover is so hard in L.A. is because now they're moving more towards getting A-list celebrities to do voiceovers. Oh, absolutely. And so now this new market has sprung up. If you're a voiceover actor and you can imitate a celebrity, that's when you're wanted at that point. Like, there's a guy that specializes in a Jack Nicholson. <laughs> oh, he does those, like, Santa Anita commercials and stuff. Remember yeah, where- there's there's one I think he does, like, Buick commercials. So you think it's Jack Nicholson selling you a Buick, but it's actually this other guy who sounds like him. Celebrity voices impersonated. Yeah, at the ra- <laughs> on the radio, they always have to say celebrity voices impersonated. I've auditioned a few times for a Dennis Leary thing. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah we need but- an in-your-face... Uh- <laughs> Something. Okay, so here's the thing. You got this thing, and you're doing the thing. Um, but you know, so it's it's always like written as like really shitty Dennis Leary knockoff. But a lot of times they just get him to do it if if they can meet his price. You know right. why not get him? But yeah, I I lose out to Kiefer Sutherland and Jeff Bridges for uh, voiceover audition. Well, if you're gonna lose out to people, sure. How about whatever Jillian Bigman? Could she have? Could she be on more commercials? She's on a lot of commercials. Jesus, Jillian's from uh, Second City as well. And um, there was one time I was watching uh, during the holidays. I think she was on four commercials in one commercial Uh break. It was ridiculous. Well, she's got like that perfect like hot Midwestern wife look, you know, which is just like cute blonde wife married to fat, gross, bald guy. Which is like every like commercial with a Midwestern sort of theme. Oh, and every it? sitcom as well, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much... Yeah, you, 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 how often do you watch these, these uh, sitcoms? Like, like, it should just be called, how did that happen? Yeah. <laughs> like, how did those two hook up? <laughs> like, wait a minute. Kevin James really with the thing? And uh, <laughs> um, have you... Uh, well, have you auditioned for any uh, like television? I know you're on Community. Are you going to continue on Community now? With I, I hope so. On? There's yeah. a new showrunner. I don't yeah. know if that's been covered on the internet at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, they got rid of Dan Harmon. Uh, are people and, jumping ship, or what's the the vibe of the? I mean, are you close with those guys? Or, um, or well, my just... sis my sister wrote on the first season of Community. Oh, cool. uh, I didn't know that. And, and she uh, had a really funny acting scene. Uh, she did, yeah. Right, my, yeah. My sister and I were in the same scene. Uh, she played like the school counselor, uh, and it was a scene where uh, Allison Brie won't say penis. 
Um, and my sister's like, yeah, I'm going to focus on the girl who won't say penis. Uh, and so I was a security guard at the time. That was the first episode I did. I was a security guard. Later, they promoted me to uh, a cop. That's nice. um, I'm glad you were able to. You know what? Just, just glad your character grew. You yeah. Know, you have an arc. He did have an arc. Uh, and, the, you know, they give me a little more to do every time, which is great. They when give you, me when a you got more... promoted to cop, did they increase your pay? <laughs> no. no, no, no change in pay. Maybe in, in fake sitcom They pay, give you a, but... another stripe, like you become a sergeant, you all of a sudden get a little... In actual pay that I could see, there was no difference. Um, Were you, did you have to actually go and, like, get into the role? Like, you go, like, research it, like, hanging out with security guards and, like, cops, go right along? Yeah, I do a ride along for, uh, for a while. You know, I'm really into it. Um, He's taking out people. Aren't you the guy from Community? Aren't you a security guard? No, I've been promoted to a cop. You have the right to remain silent. Uh, but they did eventually give him a name, which is Officer Kikowski. Oh, that's um, right. Yeah, yeah. So he does have a name. I don't think it's ever been said on the show, but my badge does say Kikowski, and he's credited as Officer I Kikowski. I saw, like, somebody made... Did you post that where they did all of your scenes cut together? Yeah, that was a community fan uh, cut all of that together into one thing. You know, I, I just changed management recently, and they're like, "We need a new reel from you." And I'm like, uh, "Wait a second, a community fan will do one for me." <laughs> you know? Again, it's like uh, it's how lazy I am about show business. I'm like, I'm not gonna fucking somebody out um, there's gonna do, do a all the work of cutting together all my stuff when I know community fans are crazy. <laughs> And I'm like, somebody's going to do that for me. And sure enough, they did. So all I need to do is post a link to that uh, video. So did you get community because of your sister? Or did you have to audition for that? I got the audition because of my sister. Uh, So, you know, she knew that they were looking for a security guard. So I still had to beat out some other guys to uh, do it. Are you sure you didn't have to beat them off? I had to Kikowski them in my my mouth. Um, Oh, I Kikowski'd so many guys to do it. Um. By the way, I did look up the uh, Ancestry.com meaning of the name Kikowski. Oh, really? If you want to see it. Okay. I'll just hand you this computer. <laughs> you can read it out loud if you wish. All right, Kikowski name meaning. Polish, Setskowski, habitational name for someone from a place called Kakski <laughs> in Bialystok, Wodewoship, or some other place named with Kako, a derivative of Old Polish toy or bobble. I actually have heard that Kikowski might mean toy maker. Toy so maker. I guess Kako means toy. Look, toy maker, mirth maker, humorist, <laughs> huh? It's not you much of a stretch. To be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The hard K sounds, it all fits. I make mirth. That's you what I do mirth. for a living. <laughs> I'm in the mirth business. <laughs> <laughs> careful. You know, careful if you have live your lazy one the way you say that. You know, people will think you're in the math business. <laughs> um Yes, yeah, so mirth for a living. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. It's crystal mirth. <laughs> crystal mirth. <laughs> I mean some of that uh, some of that blue mirth, like on uh on Breaking Bad. Uh, so yeah, back to community. Oh, I was talking uh, about my rips. Why do I, I didn't audition for fucking second city? I'm gonna go walk through the door right now as the guy who annoys everybody goes one step because we're, we're in a riff within a riff within a riff within a riff right now, and I'm having a hard time finding my way. It's like Inception. Uh, back, yeah. And then when you go deeper into a riff, you know, time multiplied by six each time. You know what? I, you know, for the for the listener, it does seem like that much longer. 
so yeah, so uh, well, yeah, so Dan Harmon was a fan of my sister's, and uh, and she took him to see my improv show as well. So I think, uh, so I think he always like kind of had my back. Uh, and I, I think he was definitely the one who kept giving Officer Kukowski a little more to do. And I think it was definitely his concept for the show that you know to give the peripheral characters more and more All right. uh, screen time, like uh, Starburns or the old guy. What's his yeah, name? Leonard. Leonard uh, or Garrett, uh, who's kind of the uh, the nerdy guy. Uh, so you know, it's kind of like a Simpsons world that he wanted to create. Uh, and but I, a lot of the same writers are still there, including a couple former students of mine, so they better have my back. There you go. Uh, but there's only 13 episodes this fall, yeah. so Officer Kikowski is usually in two or three per season. So, um, so I, I hope that I'd hope be on one or, one or two this yeah, fall. Yeah. Well, that's good. There's, um, have you? I know I saw you on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Well, you must not have blinked then. Yeah, well, you were in the bathroom, right? It was like some. Yeah, it was, was in a scene. It was like I was yeah, in a bathroom I, scene for about ten I, seconds. I know, but I was like, "Holy shit, that's Craig!" <laughs> it's like, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And, and um, uh, you were also I, the naked man in the closet in Workaholics. Yeah, uh, I do a lot of bathroom and uh, naked work. Um, a lot of Kakowski. A lot of Kukowski, yeah. Uh, that was fun, actually. I, I really had a great time on Workaholics because I was nude all day <laughs> for about 10 hours. Uh, well, you're in a, uh, a nude uh, bikini brief, basically. Mm-hmm. So a nude-colored brief. Uh, and then, of course, they... Uh, pixelate. Yeah, they pixelate it out uh, in the final shot. But, you know, it doesn't leave a lot to the imagination. Right. And I had a robe, too, that I could wear. But uh, you get comfortable just kind of walking around in a nude brief uh, all day. Yeah, I, live with, I live with Aaron, I know. He, uh, <laughs> I've been meaning to bring that up. <laughs> Because at this point, everybody on set has seen what you got, so, so you know you might as well live with it. Uh, but we did a lot of improv on that as well. Ian Roberts was also in the same episode, which was kind of cool. My first improv coach, oh, uh, cool. he was in the same scene with me, and uh, and those guys, uh, a couple of those guys were Second City students uh, in L.A. Oh, really? Uh, I didn't have them as uh, students, but uh, but they were all really cool, and uh, God bless. They're uh, they're living the dream. Yeah, yeah. They created a show and uh, it's a hit. I saw the pilot, like the the original, like the pre- presentation pilot when it uh, first was being shopped around. And quite honestly, I, I this is how out of touch I'm. I'm like, well, this is gonna go. Yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, the the you know, I was like, oh man, are they gonna be into like the because it was the one whole like he had the, he urinated in everyone's thing <laughs> like to the like the drug test to make sure that everything is tainted or something. And I was like. Oh yeah, this is. They're not gonna, and next thing you know, they're like the huge stars now of, of Comedy Central. Well, they know their audience. I mean, they they write for you know dudes who are getting stoned late at night in their yeah. dorm rooms. You know? Oh yeah, exactly. You know they've they've definitely uh, they've they've hit a nerve with those people. You um you uh, were on there. Is this going to be a recurring character? The nude guy going to come back? Or uh... Uh, we can only hope. <laughs> <laughs> So I want to backtrack just a little bit. I want to get you from Chicago to here. Okay, so you're doing, yeah. you're doing Second City. You're starting to do some commercials. You finally got an agent. So is at what point do you go, I've done what I can here, or do they push you out after a show run? They have pushed people. I, well, I, know, I know that eventually yeah. they go, you've been here for, what is it, like you know, two or three main stage shows, and they kind of go, okay, kind of time. I don't know. how. What's the, is there a limit? Or? There is no limit. Uh, like Scott Adsit did 
he was probably at Second City for about ten years and probably did fifteen resident shows. Wow. You know, uh, because we had a Second City Northwest at the time, so oh, right, they, they would right. start in the Burbs, then they go to ETC, which I is the smaller saw stage. Steve Carell, that was a good little area, man. It was, I love that show. Oh yeah, well. It, the uh, Northwest had Carell, they had Colbert, they had oh, yeah, Adsit, right. Amy Sedaris. Like, good people went through the Northwest one. little piece of trivia, I don't want to cut you off too much, but I worked at Second City one night to fill in for my, my roommate who was the manager there and uh, selling T-shirts for them downstairs. And I was told, do you know who holds, who holds the record? You probably know this. Who holds the record for selling the most uh, merchandise in an evening? I th- well, I think they say it's Colbert, it's right? It's Stephen Colbert, yeah. yeah. And they, they in their at the time he had been on like Exit Fifty Seven. Exit Fifty Seven. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, the guy from Exit Fifty Seven. Like, oh, and next thing you know, it's like now as he gets bigger and bigger, I just keep thinking like, oh, and he 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 also all the stuff he's done, he's also the top merch guy from Second City. <laughs> yeah, at this point that po- can't possibly be true because yeah. they sell so much merchandise right, exactly. now. But I think uh, Stephen Colbert has kind of perpetrated that legend. You know, well, it was it was one of those things where some, apparently he came in that night and was like, this is it. This is, I'm gonna. I'm going to make this happen tonight. Like it was one of those. Like, it was yeah. almost like a thing where he's like, "I am going to be the guy that has to break that everyone has to break the you know the rule that the uh, the record he has, everyone has to break." Um, but I think that's a fun thing they tell the t-shirt people. kids, you know, because they're yeah. usually uh, you know kids in their early twenties who are uh, taking classes and stuff of like, "I'm going to be Stephen Colbert someday." You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be the guy. I, I was I was thinking I'm going to be the guy from Exit Fifty Seven. <laughs> <laughs> What's Exit 57? It was a it <laughs> very short-lived, really short-lived Comedy Central sketch show. So dream big, yeah. Nabodney. Yeah, there you go. I I am gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be that guy. <laughs> I'm gonna Kakowski my way to the middle <laughs> and just titter along there. <laughs> so uh, you, yeah. So I was with them for about seven years total uh, from the time I started with the touring company, and I think I eventually did three shows on the ETC, the smaller stage, and two shows on the main stage. I always like the ETC. TC shows a lot edgier. Um, yeah, definitely. It's a smaller house. You're doing fewer shows a week. Uh, they usually encourage you to take more risks there. Uh, you know, because it's a spillover house, basically. Right. It's for the people who didn't have their shit together in time to get tickets to the main stage. Uh, but the the main stage, you get a lot of tourists. It's a little more middle of the road, I think. Were you around when Conan came calling to look at people, or was that that no, you? No, that would have been. A, Nobody came calling while I was there. Uh, I think SNL came a couple times while I was there because they hired Horatio uh, because he was in the first show that I was in at ETC. Wow. Uh, So they definitely snatched a couple people up uh, while I was there, Um, but never, never made that impression. Oh, I guess I keep on. What am I opening this wound for? (laughs) Why do I do do this to you? So, Uh, but yeah, I think eventually I. I, I figured that I'd been there long enough. I figured I'd been in Chicago long enough. Uh, At this point, I'd seen you do. Now, you would not only do your main stage show, but I would see you do all these ep- extra s- separate shows. Like, I saw you at, um, I think it was IO, and I think I saw you, was it, an, did you do a show at Annoyance, too? Were you doing one over there? Yeah, I, I played at Annoyance occasionally, was it too. Was TJ Jagodowski, right? Or was it somebody else? What you were with, with the, I know yeah. Tolerico was in it, and then somebody else. Oh, was it Donkey Improv? It might have been. <laughs> I don't know. Well, Donkey Improv was a show that Ed Furman put together. It might have been Ed Furman. Where it was uh, just improv with farm animals. Uh, <laughs> so, I, remember, I remember it was super late at night. It was like it had 1 be, in the morning had or something Donkey like improv, that. It had to be Donkey Improv, man. Yeah. Uh, and there were a couple donkeys, um, some chickens, 
Um, Wait, a sheep. actual animal? Yeah, actual no, animal. No, this was def- I would remember that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I did some late night fuck around shows at uh, Annoyance. Uh, I did. Uh, Dasariski started around that time, which is me, Talarico, and Bob Dassey. So we would do our uh, Second City show till about eleven thirty, and then we drive to IO and do a midnight show. That had to be there because I remember it was that was a show after a show. Yeah, uh, but I think Chicago, as great as it is, is still kind of a cow town. Well, where film and TV are oh, concerned, without a doubt. you know, there's the couple big things that come to town every year. Uh, but when you have like three big auditions a year, you psych yourself out of it because you're like, Oh God, this is, this is my chance. Right. You know? Uh, and I wanted to be in the place where I was auditioning for three big things a week. Cause you're blase about it. We already know that. I'm about blase you. About it. <laughs> you walk in there like you could give a shit yeah. and that's how, that's the secret to your success. Now in LA, I definitely do not have three big auditions a week, but, but you know, but you have more uh, ping pong balls in the lottery, basically. Yeah, but it is it is the uh, the um, the rule that you're when you're working, it's easier to find work, kind of thing. You know, where all of a sudden people are noticing you. You've got a real like, yeah. You know, it, you, are you doing commercials out here too, or is that are you focusing on? I do audition for commercials. Uh, for a while, I, I've had a beard. Uh, which hurts me commercially because uh, for some reason community wanted the cop to have a beard because I did the first time and just for continuity's sake um, I've just kept having facial hair which I'm pretty sure you cannot have on the force uh, maybe in maybe in Colorado where the show is set but uh, so I keep the beard just in case community needs me uh, but I just booked a, uh, a national commercial for Target that will be oh, cool. running for a while uh, where I'm clean shaven in that uh as so a def- naked guy as a naked guy clean shaven it's all pixelated <laughs> out <laughs> i'm clean down there yeah hey. i'm not sure what target thinks they're selling with yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> it's maybe a new concept for their greeters <laughs> Hi, welcome to target welcome to target <laughs> uh so yeah but definitely like work leads to work and uh I've been going out in some more film auditions lately than I have been, and people definitely know me from community, so that's kind of cool. Is that how you got – how did you get involved with the, the show you're on now? Uh, trust Us With Your Life, uh, they saw me in an improv show. They were scouting in L.A., and I did a showcase at Second City. And this was long before they ended up casting me in it. Uh, and it was really like – I did like a 15-minute improv showcase, and Dan Patterson remembered me from that. 15, the, did you say? Yeah, just like 15 wow. minutes with like eight other people. So I must have made an impression uh, in that time. And then he called me about six months later and asked me to come to England. Did you even know he was there? The show. Yeah. Oh, you did? That's, that's crazy. You're just – all of a sudden – I mean, you weren't expecting him to call or not call. Like, you didn't know when it was going to show up, right? And then six months later, he just calls you and says, hey, I need you to come to London to do yeah. this thing. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh just and, kind of like the the callback podcast calling you up. You know, you didn't know that was going to happen. The same thing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of like, I uh, struck up a friendship with uh, Novotny years ago in Chicago, and uh, to know that it would result in this. Today. Yeah, <laughs> welcome, welcome to the big time, pal. Thank you. Yeah. You know, welcome I, to my apartment in Sherman Oaks. <laughs> yeah. Trust with with your life flew me first class on Virgin <laughs> to uh, London. Oh, did they? Yeah, uh, I drove myself here. <laughs> To uh, Sherman Oaks. Had the Kakowski, the door guy, just to get up here. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out it was just a homeless yeah. guy. <laughs> I was also promised tamales today. Oh, wait, we got them. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, what's going on here? Springsteen got unplugged. Um, 
we, we have wait, them. Wait, wait, stay topical. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait, stay topical. <laughs> this is to prove that we're actually doing this in real time. Um, I think there's a bag in the kitchen. Okay, yeah, we've got tamales for you. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I've completely I, forgotten about that till discussing no, the No, you know because I had to fucking go get them, so we're goddamn well going to eat them. But they're mom's tamales. If you ever right. get a chance to have them, they're amazing, and we'll warm them up. You'll be and they're a sponsor of the show. Tamales. Uh, yeah, they're a sponsor of the show. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, they threw in hot sauce for free. They were going to charge me. And, they threw it in. and so I, I let her keep the extra buck fifty. And it turns out I ordered ten, and they were like, it was like nineteen something. And, and at no point did she say, you know, if you order a dozen, it's only twenty. You know, and it was, at no point did she say that on the phone. I'm like, oh. um, just keep your buck fifty. And uh, so uh, you're going to get your tamales, Craig. Relax. Good. Good. Um, you get a call from only reason tomorrow. Listen, crazy and guess tamales. We uh... yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you talk. didn't tell your agent about this, right? <laughs> I can get my management on this. <laughs> can you? Um, do you? Uh, uh, are you? You're doing the show at um, UCB now. Then there's did you, how? Like how do you come here and break into the uh, improv scene? Is it because you knew people already? Do you have to kind of re-audition? Does it start from scratch? No, it's good because I had uh, I. A long history with both IO and Second City, so I had was two- Second City out here at the time. Yeah, okay. Second City's been out here having a training center for quite some time, uh, though they don't have a resident uh, company like they do in Chicago or uh, Toronto. Um, but I had teaching jobs waiting for me at both places, so that's good. You know, oh, teaching has always been the thing that like pays the bills for All me. Right. You know that I can count on. Did you? Is, are you at the uh, the location over in Hollywood? Is that yeah. Uh, Second City's on Hollywood, uh, IO's on Hollywood, and then UCB's on Franklin, so they're all kind of in the same general And you're just area. like, oh, I can't go to the UCB, that's too far. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you know how I work. Too much effort, <laughs> like, yeah. I, I take one bus straight down the street. People come to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you teach in your own house. <laughs> People are coming over there, is this where I'm supposed to be for the improv class? Um, paid in tamales. <laughs> I brought some tamales. Uh, do you, because uh, I went to the Second City out here, which is, it was... I, could, I, I thought I was lost. I couldn't find it. And then I, I really come up to see Fred Willard's show at uh, the Second City out here. And uh, it's a nice little theater. There's, there's a couple theaters in that space, right? Yeah, they have one big theater and uh, maybe a smaller space that the students use. Um, yeah, it, they've the actually put a downstairs? lot of money into it. No, the, uh, the theater's upstairs. So I was in the one upstairs. It didn't seem that big to me, but it, um, I didn't know if I was in which one I was in or, you know. Yeah. No, it's not that big. It seats maybe 30. Yeah, okay, yeah. Then yeah. I was there. Okay. <laughs> You're in the right place. Yeah. Um, but the stage itself is nice. It's a fun stage to perform on. Uh, but I, I do most of my shows at IO West, and then Dasarisky's got a regular, semi-regular gig at UCB now. Okay. We're usually Fridays at 7, which sounds like a shitty time, but UCB packs them in, man. Always, yeah. Every show there is usually packed. Plus, you, you've, you're, it's an industry town where you normally they're blasé about this kind of stuff, but UCB has held that bar so high yeah. that people just know you're, you're hardly ever going to get a show that you're not going to like. you know. And, and that's, a, that's a great space. And also... Uh, Friday seven o'clock, people can you know, that's a that's a great time. That used to be a, a really that used to be one of the prime stand up shows of the week because yeah. people would come from work. They they wouldn't be too tired yet, or they, too drunk yet, or too drunk yet. Yeah, and they're just like that is a the moment they're ready to just enjoy. Their weekend has just started. That's I think that's a prime time. Actually. It's it's a great time to do a show. Yeah, and then you. And especially during the summer, you walk out, it's still light outside. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you, you, know? you feel like you can start your night as opposed to like waiting around all night to do a show. And then. And is that every Friday? Uh, they've been offering us most Fridays, but our schedule is so erratic that we've been 
had to cancel shows or turn down shows. But uh, Rich and I are doing a show at the end of the month, so I think that's uh, July 27th. July 27th, ladies and gentlemen. Go to com. sign up for our mailing list. Dasarisky, we'll, just like it sounds. We'll put uh, we'll put links. We'll put, we'll, 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 <laughs> easy to find. <laughs> you guys sitting around going, you know, maybe we made an. We should, maybe we should rethink this. Um, we should. Um, yeah, we'll put links to uh, all your stuff so that okay, you know, cool. people can uh, can check it out. Um, you're you're doing that. What else you got on the horizon? Uh, any uh, you don't know about community yet? Hopefully on the fall season of Community. Are you doing? Uh, do you ever do like independent film stuff like that? Yeah, I'm actually going to Ohio this week to shoot an independent film called uh, Toys House. Uh, Kukowski's house. Kukowski's house. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> there you go. Kukowski means. That's what it would be called in Poland. Yeah, I'm right. sure it's, <laughs> it's going to open big in Poland. Um, I'm playing a shop teacher in that. I played a cabbie in a movie called Twenty One and Over that was written and directed by the Hangover guys. Oh, really? Uh, the guys who wrote the Hangover movies, it's their directorial debut, uh, and it's kind of a teen sex comedy. And it's called I, 21, and- 21 and Over. That'll come out in the fall, uh, and I play a cab driver in that. Um, I think that's it. Trust yeah. us with your life. I'm Trust in the Lawrence Henderson episode. There Check you go. It it's coming up, folks. And what do you got there, Edgar? You look like you're, you're looking something up. Um, Laser Force? Uh, Laser Force is an animated pilot that oh, will that? hopefully become a show. Uh, I play the sergeant in that. It's kind of like a parody of like G.I. Joe cartoons. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, it's, it's really great. I think uh, they're trying to sell it to Adult Swim or uh, Fox now has like a late night animated block that they're doing. On what? On um, I think it's going to be – I don't know if it, whether it's on FX or Fox, but oh, yeah. they have like an hour where they have like 15-minute animated shows. So similar to what uh, Adult Swim is doing. What Adult Swim has done. So, uh, yeah, the guy who created that show was a former student of mine and uh, asked me to do it. Oh, that's um, awesome. And it, it looks fucking great. So to have a regular animated voiceover gig each week would be That'd, sweet. Yeah, but, that wouldn't suck. So I'm wait, waiting to find out whether that gets sold or not. Oh, that's awesome. Um, how, what are we, how are we on time? We're at one hour. Oh, perfect. <laughs> perfect. Hey, uh, Craig, uh, we can't thank you enough for coming out uh, and, uh, and just uh, yeah, actually literally coming out to... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, coming out to America. <laughs> yeah. It's not um, going to get as much attention as the Anderson Cooper coming yeah, yeah. out. But. <laughs> um, oh, it's, yeah, hid- it's hidden in this podcast. No, let's, you're, yeah. So you're, you're engaged to be married. Well, oh, that's so right. I'm getting married uh, in two months. To a woman, ladies and gentlemen. To a woman. Um, <laughs> Got to gotta throw the dogs up she the side. She doesn't know. Hopefully she won't <laughs> listen to this podcast. <laughs> when do you, you get married? September 9th. September 9th, ladies and gentlemen. Look for it in your uh, local uh, listings in the... I don't know. Um, <laughs> September 9th. Is, at, is and, it um, local or are you having like a destination wedding? Uh, we're getting married in town at the Silent Movie Theater on Fairfax. Oh, oh that's yeah. awesome! Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's really cool. Uh, uh, you're going to I'm Italy going to a wedding in week, Tuscany right? uh, next week. Oh, Tuscany! And uh, yeah, he just had to give a best man speech too for another uh, for another wedding as well. Just well, a couple in, weeks ago. Yeah. And Edgar is got best man duties. You're leaving. What is a couple weeks it's ago? It's about a week before yours. My brother's okay. getting married. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Did, you write, did you write the speech yet, Edgar? I sure haven't. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably going to write it on the plane ride to Dallas. <laughs> try and try and throw in a, a couple of Kakowski references. <laughs> yeah. See how that goes over. Yeah, <laughs> with all the it's got the hard case sound. It's very very funny. 
But uh, well, congratulations on that, and and uh, thanks again for coming out, and and and, and we re- we'll be looking for everything you're doing, and hopefully we'll have you on another podcast, and and we'll catch up again. I really really appreciate it. It's great seeing you. Thanks, guys. You take care. Where's my tamales? Oh, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> the tamales are on the way. Let's go get them. All right, take care. Bye bye. Oh.